this is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Podcast. Well, training preparations are fully underway now with just five weeks left until the start of the 2022-23 Championship campaign. We've got a couple of pre-season fixtures between now and then, including a home fixture with Rotherham Titans on Saturday the 20th of August. Tickets are on sale for general entry and eagle stand tickets. And we're also running a bottomless brunch in the Blues Marquee. Head to our tickets tab on our website, www.bedfordrugby.co.uk, to find out all the details for that fixture with individual match tickets for the 2022-23 Championship campaign to follow soon. Over the summer and in the build-up to this season, we were delighted to have the latest international blue feature for Hong Kong as Matt Worley became the 42nd player to receive international recognition while contracted to Goldenton Road. He's now back in pre-season with the rest of the squad, meaning all players are now out on the training field with five weeks to go. And he has spoken to me about his time in Hong Kong and in Australia for the World Cup qualifier against Tonga. Well, Matt, welcome back to Bedford. Good to have you back with us. You've spent the past month away, three tries and an assist. Your first two international appearances for Hong Kong have been a pretty good month for you. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. It was a, it was a very nice month. Um, the two games went pretty pretty well in my favour. Result for the second, not so much, but on a personal performance-wise, I think uh, both were very enjoyable. Yeah, take us back to that. Tom, when you first find out, I think it's been in the mill for a while about you going to Hong Kong, maybe in the sevens format, um, but you finally got your chance in the 15s this summer. When did you first learn about the opportunity and uh, how excited were you to be getting going on the international scene? Uh, yeah, so I've, I've kind of been in contact with the Hong Kong setup for numerous years now. You know, Ever since I kind of left at 17, I've had back and forth emails and chats about returning playing um and then for this occasion quite lucky uh it was the first time that they were letting you play for hong kong without really living in hong kong so it was kind of an opportunity that was uh too good to turn down especially with the chances of potentially qualifying for the world cup um which unfortunately we missed out on but yeah like i said it's just it was something i've wanted to do for a very long time to to be an international internationally capped player you know um is is a huge achievement so uh i was yeah very fortunate that i got asked to uh to come back and be involved for it for supporters that don't know the connection what's the link with you in hong kong uh so i grew up there from the age of four or five to 17 before leaving um so i qualified through permanent residency and obviously going back out they did did you actually manage to get to Hong Kong? Because actually neither of the games were in Hong Kong, but did you manage to visit there on your way through? No, I didn't. We stopped off at Singapore, which was like fingertip close to being back in Hong Kong, which is a shame. I would have liked to, but I don't think I could sit in a hotel room for the mandatory five days of quarantine before um, finally getting out of and exploring Hong Kong again. And have you still got fa- family out there? How does it work for you? Uh, I've got no family out there anymore. They're, they've all moved back to, to Plymouth. Um, but I've got loads of schoolmates um, and like good family friends that are still out there. So, I mean, if I was to, to ever go back for holiday or whatever, I, I, I still know a few people and have a couple of connections. And how much within the squad when you went out there did you know them? Because 
It must be quite daunting, actually, to meet up in an international camp, particularly as you've, you're kind of settled here in Bedford. You haven't had to reintroduce yourself for a good couple of years. Yeah, it was. It was um, I knew a few guys previously that I'd played with in under-19s. There was a one bloke, Jack Coombs, that I've known since about eight years old. So it was nice to 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 regroup uh, with him. Um, we used to, funny enough, we used to be on opposite teams, local rivals and both playing scrum half. So it was quite nice to uh, finally share the field with him uh, on the same team, which I think, yeah, we both kind of enjoyed that moment. But yeah, there was um, a lot of new players that I hadn't met, some that I'd known of when I was away or some that I um, I played with for just one season before leaving. So reintroducing myself was quite tough. You know, I've been, like you said, I've been at Bedford for quite a while, hadn't had to do any initiations or singing a song. And then uh, I think it was the first training session back in Hong Kong, I had to get up and sing a song. So, you know, there was a bit of a weird feeling having to do that again, but it was a, it was a good laugh. Well, you've mentioned it. What song did you sing? Uh, I sang Let It Be by the Beatles. Not too long. Uh, got a good sing-along and everyone kind of knows it. It's what you need, I think. There's no sort of Hong Kong's got talent. You didn't win any uh, extra awards while you well, were out there. If you were good, that was it. You do it once and you sit down. If you were pretty awful, you, you're reminded of it for the whole week and uh, you end up having to do it again, which thankfully I didn't need to. You wouldn't be able to tell, but I, I do have a good voice. <laughs> I'm sure maybe one day we'll get you back on the podcast to sing for us, but, but not. yeah, not for not for us today. Let's talk about the first game, South Korea, in Korea, a hostile environment or not? Yeah, the uh, the industrial seafood area of Seoul is not exactly well renowned for its tourism, so um, Incheon was a, a very strange place to go. Um, there was not much to do at all. In Bedford, it doesn't get uh, super warm. I mean, last week I know it was very, very hot, but we I stepped off the plane. It was about 40 degrees and 98% humidity. So literally walking out off the plane, I was sweating instantly. So I kind of had a, a day or two to adjust to that. Um, but afterwards, it was it was okay. But it just felt like you're playing, literally playing the game with a, a bar of soap as the ball. Let's talk about it. The only elephant in the room on the trip, your yellow card. Should it be in red and your international career could have been over before it started? Um, well, I mean, it wasn't. We weren't helped by the fact that our our winger, um, the right winger, got a red card in 20 seconds, which i probably confident to say that's the quickest test match red card in history, probably. Um, so, yeah, it was not ideal going down to 14 men after 20 seconds, um, in which was a must-win game. My yellow card was one, I blame the nines kick. It wasn't far enough. Um, and then two, I've got to credit the Korean fullback because he jumped about 12 metres horizontally and it was a like phenomenal long jump that just caught me completely off guard. Um, but then looking back at it, it probably should have been a red. He's lucky he didn't land on his neck and I'm very lucky he didn't either. But you come back from that, actually, you have your 10 minutes in the bin and you come back and you score pretty soon. Uh, coming after that, your first international try. Um, what sort of feelings were going through your mind at that point? Uh, well, on the bench, I was like, oh, I've just let the um, in the bin, I was let the team down. Uh, like, God, I need to do something good to make up for it. And it was a pretty scrappy play. And I was kind of just lucky that 
I was actually in front of the ball the whole time until the last pass. Um, almost looked like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I was just uh, lucky to to have scored um, some good play from all the team and to to score immediately afterwards was just like I had made up for it and kind of, I think, brought a bit of belief back into the team for, for myself um, and everyone else that, you know, despite going down to 14, despite going down to 13, like we're still in this and we, we can win the game, and, in which we did. Yeah, you go on to win the game. I text you actually after the after the game says you made bloody hard work of it. Um, uh, the kickers missed a, missed a few kicks on both sides. Actually, actually, it was a very dramatic finale. But you get over the line in the last play of the game, which means that on the day you had first international cap, first international try, first international trophy, first <laughs> international yellow card, first international ye- yellow card. Should have should have should have been your first in- international red card. Um, it was kind of the perfect perfect day in that you went out there to get the victory to set up that World Cup qualifier. You got it. It was dramatic. You scored. It was kind of perfect in a weird way. Yeah, it was. Um, it, I mean, it was It was very, like, a special occasion. All of those things kind of happening on the same day. You know, not. I don't think many people are lucky to, to go out there, win, win their first game, score in their first game, and win a trophy in their first game. So, yeah, I was, I was um, very lucky. And the, the team just we put in a like, hell of a shift. We made it, like you said, very, very tough for ourselves. But the last second kick to go over, win the game by, was it a point, two points? Yeah, um, it, was, it was pretty surreal. And then we had a hell of a night out afterwards as well. A lot of soju, rice wine and beer. And then a lot of seafood afterwards because that was the only thing open, which isn't exactly the greatest combo. Fair. And then you had to pretty quickly regather your thoughts because you were flying out to Australia on the Gold Coast for a bit and uh, having a little bit of a tour around Australia before facing Tonga. That was a World Cup qualifier. What what sort of experience was that like for you? Yeah, it always happened pretty quick because we woke up, sore heads, a bit hungover, having to pack my bags, worrying if I've left my boots somewhere and pretty quick turnaround straight to the Gold Coast and... I mean, I don't think this is Hong Kong Union's fault. I think World Rugby booked it. We were on two seven-hour budget airlines with no legroom and no TVs, and everyone was hungover. So it wasn't the most enjoyable trip down to Australia. Um, but once we got there, it stepped off the plane, blue skies, like just great weather, and everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a good couple of weeks. And it, it was. that Gold Coast was was a great place um i really enjoyed it and kind of want to go back to australia and see a bit more of the other areas sydney melbourne um but yeah it was it was all a quick turnaround we were lucky to have a couple of days off once arriving so we went down to the beach played a bit of cricket um some lads tried a bit of surfing minus from seeing any sharks um yeah so it was it was a nice nice ease into into our time in Australia by just relaxing and uh, seeing the sights a bit. And then you do play Tonga. Unfortunately, it didn't go your way. They've qualified for the World Cup, but for you again, personally, a brace at the end, including the second try that the commentator don't think could have said any other words. He seemed to run out of them. It was just a brilliant day personally for you and even more international accolades. Yeah, it was. I mean, I remember running out just before the warm-up and there must have been 
15, 20 Hong Kong fans and 500 Tongan fans. So we were severely outnumbered. Um, and the credit to the Tongan fans were incredible. Like they were singing, cheering for either side. Like they, they weren't biased towards their own team. Obviously they wanted them to win, but when we scored, I'm pretty sure they were all cheering for us as well. Um, so the game, yeah, was tough. They were some of the biggest guys I think I've ever come up against. Um, Tammy Afuna, I was with at wrestling and he was a big guy then and he actually looked very slim and in good shape for for the game, but still a wrecking ball. And then um, Talisa Vianu, the 15, who's well-renowned at Leicester, now at Stafford say he was just unlike, known for his feet probably up there with some of the best sidestepping in the world. He was, again, kind of world-class and sort of walked through us at times. Um, but it was, it was a very good experience to score two tries in the last five minutes. I wouldn't have thought I would have gotten two cross-kick tries in literally the space of two minutes in the same corner, pretty much identical to each other. Some people thought I only scored one and it was just on replay twice. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty special. I mean, the result didn't go our way, but because because of the atmosphere, the occasion, you know, the effort that we put in, I think people were obviously very disappointed, but they weren't as disappointed as we could have been had it been different circumstances losing. Positives to take from it, though, you go into the second repercharge. If you've done enough to get into that, Kenya, Portugal, USA in November. Um, it will be in the middle of our championship season. What's your thoughts? Is it a case of speak to Mike, speak to Lewis at Hong Kong and see what see what's what? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, it's good that we uh, we still got one more opportunity um, to qualify. I think it's in Dubai, which will be if, if I am to, to be selected and go, uh, you know, a couple of weeks in Dubai when the weather starts turning here is not the worst thing in the world. But yeah, it will be a case of Hong Kong speaking to to Mike, you know, ultimately makes the decisions around here. So what I, I don't really, really mind whatever um, his decision is. But, you know, I, in the meantime, just want to to uh, to get back into the swing of things here at Bedford um, and like like I said, kick off the kick off the championship um, pretty well up until November, then see what happens. And then if I go, come back and fit straight back in. Yeah, I guess that's the key thing, I suppose, is that you have scored three tries in two games, but I'm guessing your place in that Hong Kong team is not guaranteed. You've got to play really, really well in, in the next two months to ensure your place, if it comes, is there. So I guess actually the mo the motivation is still there for you to have a bl bloody good season here at Bedford. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I, The last season, I thought I had quite a good year, um, scored a lot of tries. We, we won quite a good few games. So... I think last year's performances and um, like run of form kind of gave me the confidence to for the uh, the international games and also just being away um, gave me loads more confidence to play against the like to, to play against careers, play against like Tonga and and not feel like I was completely um, out of my comfort zone. Has kind of definitely brought me a lot of confidence coming back to Bedford to to kick off the champ. Um, but then, I know Hong Kong got quite a few good players. We've got a couple that have now signed for, for Nottingham, so there'll be a few more players 
that I know in the champ, um, which is good for good for the champ and good for Hong Kong, really, so that they've got other players playing at a, a higher level than the domestic leagues there. Um, so, yeah, I just need to kind of get back into the swing of things quickly, learn learn the new names of calls and, and you know, learn learn the new players, how they play and how I can work off them and with them to to ensure we start the season well and try and replicate last season's run of form really to for the whole for whole duration. Final question for you. How humbling was it the support you got from blue supporters while you were out there? Just four weeks where you basically covered our social media accounts. Um, there were some really nice messages. It show, it shows how important you are to this club and how recognizable a feat it is to play internationally as well. Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Have had loads of messages um, from fr- fans and um, friends and family. So I'm I'm very appreciative of all of them, and I'm appreciative to everyone that kind of streamed in and watched the games, kind of supporting me from afar. Uh, it, it did it did mean a lot to finish the games and see a load of like well done's and um, congratulations. So I am, um, like I said really thankful for that and I think it just goes to replicate that we do have the best fans in the league you know whether it is them supporting us playing for Bedford or for for other club teams like previous players in other club teams they're still everyone's still very nice and supportive of and then even like myself playing for for Hong Kong it was it was um like you said very humbling you know I know that Baz, Paula, Joe and Jay they were and yourself were all streaming the games. So, and you guys, I think, were the first couple to, to message me afterwards and before as well to give me good luck. So it was, um, I'm very thankful for that. Well, Matt, many congratulations again on your, your international exploits. Hopefully we'll see you back in a Hong Kong shirt very soon. But for now, we're very pleased to have you back in Bedford. Good luck with your sort of reintroduction training training session, I guess, tomorrow before going back into pre-season. You've got a couple of weeks to... Uh, well, not necessarily to catch up because you've been obviously keeping fit while you're you're away, but to reintegrate and meet the the new boys that have signed while you've been yeah. away. And we wish you every success in the 2022-23 Championship campaign. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we've got time for on this latest episode of the Blues Podcast. Don't forget, we're just weeks away now from the 2022-23 Championship campaign, and we can't wait to be back in front of you all at Goldenton Road. Stay tuned to all our social media accounts in the meantime to hear all the latest news from the squad and make sure to check out our tickets tab on our website www.bedfordrugby.co.uk to make sure you're with us as the 16th person behind the team for every fixture in pre-season, the 2022-23 Championship campaign and the Championship Cup as well as we go in search of a first trophy since 2005. We'll be back with another episode of the Blues podcast after the season has begun, away at our old rivals Coventry, and we look forward to seeing you all with us on the road to Butts Park Arena. Continue to follow us on social media and stay up to date with all the latest messages. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you all soon.